Spirit of Orlando, there is a magic in this town. There's a heart thumping in the streets. And this is just the beginning. Why Wednesday night's opener is a reason to make everyone believe, even if it's just for a night. Let's get to it. It's time for Locked On Magic. You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando magic podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Locked on Magic. Today is October 26, 2023. My name is Philip Rossman-Reich. I'm the expert and site editor over at orlandomagicdaily.com. Of course, follow me on Twitter at philiprr underscore omd. On today's episode of Locked on Magic, the Orlando Magic are 1-0. Like, that's, that's, that's important. But more importantly, the Orlando Magic are 1-0 and dominated. Maybe not dominated. That's, that might be hard. Might, that might be too, too far. But they took care of business against the Houston Rockets, and they did it in front of a raucous crowd. A perfect night at the Amway Center to get this thing going. We're going to break down everything that happened at, in the Magic's opening night win against the Houston Rockets. We'll get to that coming up here in just a moment. But first, we want to thank you again for making Locked On Magic part of your day every day. No matter when you listen to us, whether it's first thing in the morning, whether it's right when we upload, we truly appreciate you making Locked On Magic part of your day every day. Remember, there's a great Locked On podcast. Covering every single team in the NBA, just search for Locked On and the team you're looking for. Just uh, remember the Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team every day. Shout out to uh, Locked On Rockets host Jackson Gatlin, um, who at least got a a nice souvenir for his trip to Orlando. Um, uh, appreciate you, Jackson. Um, thanks for thanks for coming to town. Um, before we dive into the episode, though, today's episode is brought to you by Prize Picks, the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Go to prizepicks.com slash locked on NBA and use code all lowercase locked on NBA. That's locked on that's locked on NBA for a deposit match of up to $100. There's numbers to get to. We're going to talk about a lot of different things um, from this game. Um, you know, there, there's there, there's a big picture thing to get to. There's uh, some good progress stuff to get to. There's there's some mistakes that need to be cleaned up. Um, but I, I think what we have to talk about first, um, just kind of the, the the way we have to set the table for breaking down this game, is to give a shout out to the fans. Um, you know, I, I was always taught never lead with the fans, never lead with the weather, all, all that stuff. But. Um, the energy in the Amway Center was unreal on Wednesday night. Um, and, you know, Jamal Mosley was asked his, you know, kind of perfunctory opening question. Um, uh, and, and he had to kind of stop himself and say that the energy in the building was not anything that he had experienced or something he hadn't experienced in a long time. Um, it's been a while since I've been to opening night. Uh, I've had day jobs that have kept me from going to open opening night. And, and obviously... Last year's opening night was against the Boston Celtics. They've had a lot of opening nights against the Miami Heat uh, recently as well. Um, those are, you know, typically those are typically games and typically uh, teams that are marquee games, regard you know, regardless of anything else. 
this was opening night. Opening night always does have a different kind of energy. So, you know, it, it, it will this last? Will this continue? Will this momentum be there? Who knows? But the energy in the Amway Center is unlike something that I have felt inside that building in quite some time. Um, and I know I sat here last year and talked about how I felt like Magic fans really brought it all year and really, really bought in and, and, and they were looking for something to latch onto and something to believe in. Um, talk, you know, just being around the team in the Advent Health Training Center all preseason, all training camp, you could feel there was a different energy about this season. You could really feel like, okay, this team really does believe it can do something. And, and, and it, you, could, you could sense that they, they believe that too. But even just talking to fans, like reading through the comments here on the YouTube page, talking to fans on Twitter, talking to, to relatives that are fans that ask me all the time, what, what do you think about this team? There was an undeniable buzz entering this season. So before we even get into the game, the energy from the crowd, it felt like a playoff game. They did not have to cue up the artificial, um, you know, sound effects, the 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 kind of, you know, rah-rah, pump everybody up music. They, they did not have to bring that in. The fans were cheering organically. That's something, frankly, with the Magic, you only see in the playoffs. And it's not a knock on Magic fans. That's just been kind of how it is. And that energy suddenly became circular. Um, you know, again, like I, I talk, I talk with Jackson, Jackson Gatlin of, of Locked On Rockets and, you know, after the game, after we're all done, done writing and just kind of like be, you know, decompressing a little bit. And I was, I was like, you know, look, Houston did some good things. Um, Houston's going to be fine. They're not going to, they, they shouldn't panic. And the Magic aren't 30 points better. You know, Magic beat the Rockets by 30, but they're not, they're not the best team by net rating in the league. <laughs> you know, they are right now. Um, one game sample size. But that crowd gave this team a lift and an energy that's going to be really important. Um, that was just riveting and energizing. You could feel it in every single play that was made. You could feel it when Jonathan Isaac made that big block. Um, the first one, not the second one. Uh, when Franz Wagner hit three threes in the first quarter, you could feel it. You know, when Houston made their run to get back into the game and, and trail by one at one point in the third quarter, you could feel it as Cole Anthony probed the basket and got, you know, got to his shots, got to his spots. You, you could just feel how much that energy, how the Magic's energy fed the crowd and how much the crowd fed the energy, fed, fed the team. And that's what home court advantage is supposed to be. Um, the Magic last year are 20 and 21 at home. It's not like they're a terrible home team. But if fans are going to be like that, and I'm not expecting a sellout with that, that kind of intensity all season long, but that's, that's what this city can be. And it really, it, you know, I'm a stats guy. I don't know if something like that's real. It sure felt real. And I'll say this, like, this is a fan base. This is a magic fan base that is looking for something to believe in. Um, I've always said, if the Magic put a good product on the floor, this fan base will be there for them. They will be fully behind them. They will be very excited for them. Um, this city is it has been waiting for a team 
to reward that trust, that belief, that confidence. They have been waiting for something exactly like this. And the magic delivered. Like, like, again, before we get to the important stuff of the game, baseline, basic stuff, the magic delivered. From Hito Turkoglu and Richard Lewis introducing the team for, for, for the pregame intros to the last Let's Go Magic chant as the clocks hit zero with the bench players in. The magic delivered in every way, form, and fashion. They brought highlights. They were unselfish. Yeah, Paolo Bancaro didn't have the best game of, uh, in the world, but he was still massively effective. You could see how this team is going to play and why this team could be really successful. You could see all those things starting to line up and starting to, again, just just starting to, um, you you could just see it all line up. You could see what this team ultimately wants to be. They were disruptive on defense. They got their hands on a lot of basketballs, especially that starting group. They, they found ways to score even when Houston was taking away some of their best stuff. They would, you know, we're going to talk about the maturity thing here in a bit, but they withstood the runs. This was just a perfect night. Um, we Hopefully we have many more nights like this and the Magic look this good and, and they learn from these mistakes and they get better. And obviously the competition is about to get really, really more difficult as, as the Magic hit out West. But hopefully this is not the last time we feel this. Hopefully this is not the last time that this is that this is hopefully this is not the last time that we feel this hope. This is, you know, it's one game. I don't want to overblow it. Um we'll talk about the important stuff here in a minute, but this was just a great evening. And and you know, I I I think the team obviously deserves credit and, and kudos, and, and they did the job. The fans, everyone, all 18,846 18, of you um, that were in the Amway Center, you deserve your plaudits too. If, if bring that energy every single night, and this is going to be a really fun season. Now, the important takeaway from this game, the one that I'm going to write about uh, for Orlando Magic Daily tomorrow, um, or today, I guess. I, I, I guess it's today. Um, the one that we're right about before the, the West Coast trip begins. How the Magic's maturity shine through in this big win. We're going to talk about that coming up here in just a moment. But first, it's time for a quick word from our friends over at Ibotta. How does free Thanksgiving sound? Sounds good. Um, sounds as good as the stuffing that that you're going to eat with that Thanksgiving dinner. Well, this year, Ibotta is here to give you cash back and help make sure your Thanksgiving table is complete because who wants turkey without the gravy? Starting November 1st, for the fourth year in a row, Ibotta is giving 100% cash back on your Thanksgiving feast. Just add the offers in the app to redeem for everything you need to make your Thanksgiving feast complete. All you have to do is shop at your favorite retails, retailers and upload your receipt. Ibotta gives you cash back on hundreds of grocery items from produce to personal care to pantry goods so you can make sure you're beating inflation no matter what you're purchasing. Other apps give you points that don't amount to much. With Ibotta, you get real cash back that you can cash out to your bank account, PayPal, or gift cards. 
You can also earn cash back on hundreds of online brands and retailers too when you start with Ibotta, including Lowe's, Macy's, Sephora, Best Buy, and more. Download the Ibotta app now and use code LOCK to get 100% cash back on your Thanksgiving dinner starting November 1st. Just go to the App Store or Google Play Store and download the free Ibotta app and use code LOCK. That's Ibotta, I-B-O-T-T-A, in the Google Play or App Store and use code LOCKED today. Today's episode of Locked on Magic is also brought to you by our friends at Prize Picks. Okay. Um, I did not do well on my prize picks, uh, this, uh, th- uh, for opening night. Um, I, 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 I said more on Palo's scoring. I said more on Franz's scoring. I said more on Markel's scoring. Markel and Palo did. And then I said less on Mikel Bridges. Markel and Palo did not come through for me. I'm a loser today, but here is the best thing about prize picks. You can get back up on that horse. You, there's another slate of games tomorrow, including the Tampa Bay Buccaneers taking on the Buffalo Bills on Thursday Night Football, and you can put your skills to the test. Prize Picks is my choice for daily fantasy. It's the most fun I've had trying to win up to 25 times my money. I haven't quite gotten there yet um, this football or basketball season. All you have to do to play the game, just select two or more players, pick more or less on their projected stats, and place your entry. It's really that simple. If you have the skills... You can turn $10 into $250 with just a few taps. You can really make your picks and submit your entry in less than 60 seconds. They offer quick withdrawals, easy gameplay, an enormous selection of players and stat types. Uh, uh, That's what makes prize picks the number one daily fantasy sports app. With the prize picks reboot policy, your entries stay in play even if one of your players gets injured. For NFL games and college football top 25 matchups, if you have a player who exits the game in the first half and does not return in the second, that player is rebooted. Prize Picks is the only daily fantasy sports platform with injury insurance. I love playing Prize Picks. I am a regular winner whenever when I enter my entry. So you know, obviously, you can't win all the time. The Magic got we're one and zero. That's that's all I really care about. Just because I didn't win on Wednesday doesn't mean I'm not going to bounce back. And I love playing Prize Picks because I know I'm going to bounce back. Go to prizepicks.com slash LockedOnNBA and use code LockedOnNBA, that's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N-N-B-A, two N's, for a first deposit match of up to $100. Again, go to prizepicks.com slash LockedOnNBA and use code LockedOnNBA for a first deposit match of up to $100. Check it out today. PrizePix is your pick for Daily Fantasy. Try it today. Okay, I, I want to get to what matters in the game because I, I gave I gave my flowers to to the to, to the fans, the team. They played really well. Um, the way this game went, the Magic jumped on Houston early, played with physicality, played with energy, played with defense. Even when the offense was struggling a bit, Orlando was forcing turnovers. They eventually got the threes to go down, and that staked them the lead. Now, I was sitting there watching the game. I was like, well, Houston's turned the ball over a lot. A lot of it's unforced, uh, so that's good defense. Uh, but it, it really did feel like, okay, what happens when the three-pointers dry out? They're fouling a lot. You know, Magic started turning the ball over a little bit in the second quarter. It really felt like if Houston could get their threes to go down, because they started like one for seven, one for eight on threes, 
Um, if they could, if Houston started hitting their threes, the Magic might be in a little bit of trouble. I, I, I did not see the kind of fluidity on offense that we saw during the preseason. I think Houston definitely ramp, ramp, ramped up the the pressure. Um, you know, kind of got into Orlando a little bit more. I think Orlando ran a few more of the DHOs that that were kind of the hallmarks of the offense the last few years. The offense kind of gummed up. Um, it still looked better. Don't get me wrong. Look, looked better. Still kind of gummed up a little bit. And, and, and again, turnovers were a big issue throughout the, throughout the second and third quarters especially. Houston came out swinging in that third quarter. Um, Fred VanVleet, Dylan Brooks both hit multiple threes. They took that 13-point halftime lead knocked it down to one point. And that's when you were thinking kind of, you know, like you think back a year ago, the magic had a double digit lead against Detroit. It looked like they were going to cruise to a victory. And then Corey Joseph hit a bunch of threes and, Bo- and Boyan Bogdanovich hit a bunch of threes. And all of a sudden Detroit was back in the game and Orlando didn't really know what to do. Orlando couldn't respond. You know, they didn't have the depth to, to respond in a significant way. Detroit took the lead and Orlando was scrambling to get back in the game. That was a year ago. That was game one a year ago. So what happens in tonight's game against Houston? What happens in this game against Houston? Orlando calms down. Markel slows the game down a little bit. Make sure they get a good shot. And then Cole Anthony comes in and takes over. Jonathan Isaac comes in, takes over with some big basket, big scores around the basket. And of course, the huge block to end the third quarter. By then, the game was already decided because not only did Orlando hold off Houston, prevent them from ever taking the lead. Um, I believe the Magic led wire to wire. Uh, no, Houston had a three-point lead early. Never mind. Um, but the the Magic never trailed after that first quarter. Uh, and even though Houston got it to within one, Orlando slowed down, started making plays, started putting themselves in a position to come back and win the, to, to come back and expand the lead. And then they expanded the lead. They retook the lead, got it back out to seven. You know, that calmed them down. And then they kept going. What's been the theme? What's been the big thing that we've talked about over and over and over and over again during this training camp? Maturity. You know, playing better basketball. But maturity. Having the poise. Having the ability to improve and and do the simple things better. That's been such a huge part of the storyline for the Magic this season. That has been such a huge part of who this team is trying to be and what this team is is trying to grow into and trying to become. The Magic Magic had to have to kind of prove their maturity. They have to kind of prove who they are. And here we are, game one. Gets another young team, but game one, they're playing with the lead. They're in kind of cruise control. They let things slip just a little bit early in the third quarter. Their lead disappears. And then all of a sudden, all of a sudden, they find the resolve to extend the lead, to win the game, to put it away. That is, to me, that is such a big sign of growth. That is, again, what you want to see is you want to see the things that they talk about. You know, you want to see the coach speak be turned into something tangible. And, you know, I think this team is more mature than their age. Yeah, I think that they take things seriously. But 
It's one thing to say it. It's another thing to do it. And the Magic did it. The Magic, again, this is going to be such a valuable experience. It's confidence. The Magic were punched in the mouth and punched hard. 13 down to one, just like that. And by the end of that quarter, you wouldn't know that the Magic were in a close game. By the end of the quarter, the Magic won the third quarter, like 33-26. By the end of that quarter, they were up 18. The place was buzzing after the Jonathan Isaac block. You know, we're about that, uh, as Jamal Moses, as Jamal, as Jonathan Isaac apologized for getting a technical foul because he kind of stood over Jalen Green after blocking a dunk attempt in at the end of the third quarter. He went over to the bench, apologized to Jamal Mosley, and Jamal Mosley said, No, don't worry, we're about that. And everyone on the team's about that too. They love that moment for Jonathan Isaac. The fans love that moment. It was a huge moment in that game. Um, you knew it was over. You knew the game was over. The magic went in the matter of let me let me pull out when they actually made it a one-point game here. The magic led by one point at 63-62 with 7-16 left. In the next seven minutes, Orlando extended the lead back out to 18. Like, that's that's what good teams do. Like, I, I got home from the game. I got home from the arena, watched the end of the Dallas-San Antonio game. It was a tie game when I started watching. Dallas pulled ahead by eight, but one by nine. Like, that. They, ex- they out-executed their opponent. That's what good teams do. And look, I'm not going to sit here and say that the Magic are a good team yet. They got a lot to prove. But for a first game, for a first challenge, for a first test, the Magic took care of their business. The Magic showed us what they've been working on and how they've improved. They found a way. They they didn't have their best. They didn't have their best today. Like honestly, this is not the best the Magic are going to play. They turned the ball over way too much. They fouled way too much. Paolo. I, we'll talk about we'll talk about individual performances here, but Paolo had one of the worst scoring nights of his career. Um, maybe not necessarily a bad thing. I'll explain why in a bit. Um, Franz went cold after the first quarter. Cole Anthony had to carry the team for long stretches offensively, and yet the Magic won by thirty. And yet, when the Magic were tested, when the Magic were pushed, like even Cole Anthony had to admit, I don't know if we would have come back and won that game and done what did what we did last year or especially early in the season. Now, they got to do it again and again and again and again when they're met with this this opportunity and, and, and this scenario again, but this was a quality win, a quality performance, and a real sign of this team's growth. What just what a what a what a great effort from the Orlando Magic. Just just what a what an impressive showing and and, and again just exactly what they talked about all off-season long. As we do after every game, we're going to go through the final box score coming up here in just a moment. But first, it's time for a quick word for our friends over at FanDuel. Snap into action this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. The app is so easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and kick off the NFL season right. 
Don't forget, they have plenty of NBA action as well. I am currently pulling up the odds for the Magic second game against the Portland Trailblazers if they have that up yet. Uh, maybe they do, maybe they don't. But the Magic will open. Uh, they do not have it up yet, so never mind. Um, I'm going to see if I can find it. Um, I don't think I don't think they're going to have it up yet. Um, but the Magic kick on the Blazers on Friday, and, and they will certainly have that up as well. So visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn and kick off the NFL season, right? Remember, FanDuel is an official partner of the NFL. Okay, as we always do, let's go through the final box scores of Orlando Magic. You can see I've got my I've got my box score right here. There we go, right there. Got my box score right here uh, as the Orlando Magic defeat the Houston Rockets, one sixteen to eighty six. Again, a thirty point game. It is the largest opening night victory for the Orlando Magic in team history. They won a game by twenty nine, so it's it, not by much, but but it was it is the the largest win. Um, and again, just just a huge win. You can take a look at some of the basic stats here on the screen if you're watching on YouTube. Uh, Orlando outshoots Houston. Um, they got off to a really good start from three, but cooled off considerably. But honestly, like 34 attempts. I know I've been kind of big on the three-point shooting. 34 attempts is a is a really good number for Magic. I think they're at 31 per game last year. I've kind of said I think they needed to get up to 34, 35. I honestly like the attempts that the Magic got from three. I think that they were off passes. They were quality looks. Um, you know, maybe like if there's one Jalen Suggs three I didn't particularly like. Um, I think the Magic have the confidence that those are going to go down. Turnovers were a little high at 16, but Orlando forced a lot of turnovers uh, in ni- at 19. Just super, super disruptive. I want to make sure I, I say this stat. Magic scored 23 points off those 19 turnovers. Houston just 14 off Orlando's 16 turnovers. So again, huge difference there. Rebounding was an absolutely huge factor in this game. 56 rebounds for the Orlando Magic, including uh, including 20, including uh, 16 offensive rebounds. That led to 19 second chance points. So an opportunity to get a little bit better there. But overall, just again, from a team perspective, from a team aspect, Orlando just, I don't want to say dominated, but Orlando was first to every loose ball. Was getting we're getting a lot of deflections, getting a lot of steals, just just being disruptive defensively. Houston found it really tough, and look, they were physical. We could talk about the officiating, I guess. It's not going to matter that much. Houston got to the line a lot, and, and Orlando was physical, and they were they were really trying to get after him. Um, Houston had twenty six free throw attempts. Orlando or, or Houston had sixteen free throw attempts. Felt like they had a lot more. Orlando ended up with twenty six. They were stuck at nine at halftime or midway through third. Um, Orlando was able to win this game because they started attacking the paint a lot more, got a lot more effective there. Orlando did win the paint 54 to 32. That's going to be a big, again, big telling stat for Orlando. Houston shot 16 for 35 in the paint, 32 points. That's a really good number. That's a really good job from Orlando. You want to be, if you're sub 40 on points in the paint, you're doing a really, really good job. 50, you know, winning the paint, Orlando was 27 for 38 in the paint. Winning the paint is like the, Winning to paint, winning turnovers, those are the two stats that are going to matter most for this Orlando Magic team. Let's talk about individual performances. It's time for our insert sponsor here, player of the game, and that belongs to Cole Anthony. 20 points, 8 rebounds, 8 for 12 shooting. Really carried the team on his back offensively for long stretches. Um, 
just got to his spots. Houston just did not really know what to do with them. Really good change of pace. I thought he did such a good job um, just getting to his spots, taking quality shots, being patient, stopping on a dime, keeping it, keeping Houston off balance. Cole had a great game, eight rebounds as well. Just really mixed it up. You know, you could say a lot of things about Cole Anthony. And, you know, we talked a little bit about one of the big weaknesses with him, but he plays so hard. He has worked so hard to make those weaknesses less important. Um, and again, I, I, I there was a point at the game where I sat there watching him. And I was just like, the magic just really got a bargain for him. That this, this kid is, it, you know, you could say whatever shortcomings you want to say about him. He, he is a very quality player and had a very strong game for Orlando. Um, Franz Wagner with 19 points, five for 11, shooting three for seven for deep, six for six from the foul line. Three turnovers for Franz, a kind of frustrating night for Franz after the hot start. Never really got himself going after the uh, 11 quick points of Houston. Started him off with Jabari Smith. Franz wrecked Jabari Smith Jr. They eventually switched Dylan Brooks onto him. That annoyed him and got under his skin a little bit. So still some work to do there. Um, Paolo Bancaro, 12 points, three for six shooting, over one from deep, six or seven from the foul line, five rebounds, five assists. This is the this is a career low in field goal attempts for Paolo Bancaro. Paolo Bancaro did not have a bad game. Would I've liked him to be a little bit more aggressive, sure, um, but he made the right decisions over and over and over again. It, it never, you know, it felt like okay, get Paolo the ball, and make sure he's getting his touches, but also it felt like no, Paolo's just kind of moving the ball. Like it, it's not his turn. It's not his night. The defense is not. Is, is loading up against him. He's working really well as a decoy. And you know, I think he only had uh, eight points at halftime. He only had two points in the first quarter. Like it was a slow burn for him. I thought he did get a little bit more aggressive in the third quarter, was able to get to the line a lot more. Um, he knows he could get to the line whenever he wants. Uh, but just overall just helped everybody, just made everyone else's life easier, just soaked up that attention and said, fine, you're going to throw three guys at me when I drive in the lane. I'm going to dump it off to Markel Fultz. I'm going to kick it out to Jalen Suggs. I'm going to send it to Franz Wagner. I'm going to get other guys open and they're going to, they're going to score. They're going to make you pay. You know, the magic shot 48.8% from the floor. They were struggling for a good chunk of the game, especially after that first quarter. Um, I think that plays a role in, in Paolo not being able to score as much because now he's working to set others up so that the defense loosens up and then he can attack. That's, that's, that's how this game went, at least. We'll see how Friday goes. We'll see how things go moving forward. But that's how this game went. And that's that's kind of that's kind of the next level. That's 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 the next layer of things for the Atlanta Magic. So again, not the biggest scoring night for Paolo. I know some people might be disappointed with that. You won by 30. That's really all that matters. Paolo made a major contribution winning, plus 13. That led the bench in plus minus. He had a positive impact on the game. Marco Fultz, uh, 10 points, two assists, five for nine, just solid game for him. Wendell Carter, eight points, eight rebounds. Uh, made some nice plays around the basket, especially when the Magic needed baskets in that third quarter. Um, but again, just kind of a quiet night for him, dealing with Alpern Shangun. Jalen Suggs struggled with the shot, eight points, three for 12, shooting two for seven from deep, but so disruptive defensively, just so disruptive. He he really does tie that that group's defense together. Um, I haven't checked the lineup data in just one game, so I'm not going to go crazy over it. But 
the Magic's defense with that starting group was was just really good, just really disruptive, really bugged the heck out of Houston all night long. They never really got into a rhythm. They found a little rhythm in the third quarter. Once the Magic tightened that defense up, it was it was game over. It was, it was, it was done. Um, off the bench, in addition to Cole Anthony Orlando, I believe that's 61 points off their bench. Uh, 11 points for Gary Harris. That included three offensive rebounds and five total rebounds, five for eight from four, one for four from deep. So able to get inside, made some nice floaters, some really good stuff there. Um, 11 points as well for Jonathan Isaac. Jonathan Isaac really just turned the energy of the game. Um, that dude is hunting for blocks every time. Uh, he had a huge block on Jalen Green in the first half and obviously a huge block on Jalen Green in the second half. Um, was getting to the line really well. Hit a three. Worked really well around the basket. Just, again, you feel Jonathan Isaac's presence out there. And, and again, I think that's 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 probably the most important thing with him. You know he's out there. The offense knows he's out there. And that's, that's him being a good defender. We, we all know that he is such an excellent defender that has not gone away. The Orlando Magic defeat the Houston Rockets 116-86 to to move to 1-0. It is their first opening night win since 2021. It is their largest opening night win in franchise history. And we get to do it all over again as the Magic play the Portland Trailblazers in their home opener on Friday as the Magic head out west. But that's going to do it for me today. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. You can, of course, find me on Twitter at R underscore OMD. Subscribe to the podcast and Apple Podcasts. Such a tune in Himalaya, Google Play, Spotify, Odyssey, and all the fun places on podcasts to your podcast-enabled listening device. For the latest on the Orlando Magic, be sure to check out orlandomagicdaily.com. You can, of course, follow me there on Twitter at omagicdaily. Don't forget also to check out my Patreon page, the Orlando Magic Hub. Go to patreon.com slash Hub for practice reports, extra stories, extra insight, everything you could want on the Orlando Magic. Check it out today and help support me as well. It helps with this podcast, helps with everything as well. Also, I'm happy to announce that for Friday's game against the Portland Trailblazers, I will be going live on the, uh, let me make sure I have the app name correct. So I don't want to, don't want to mess this up. I will be going live and watching, uh, doing a watch along of the game live uh, over on PSF. So download the PSF app, join the Magic Chat group, uh, and you'll uh, PSF app on your phone. Join the Magic Chat group and, and join me at 9:45 p.m. Eastern time on Friday to to just kind of watch to watch the Magic Blazers game along with me. It's gonna be this is gonna be a cool project that I'm working on uh, this year. So definitely check that out today. But that's gonna do it for me today. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked On Magic. For Orlando Magic Daily and Locked On Magic, this has been Phil Prosser and Reich. We'll see you all again next time for another episode of Locked On Magic.